Welcome to the Louisiana Sugarcane News Podcast, brought to you by the American Sugarcane League. I'm your host, Sam Irwin. Sugarcane, sweet sugarcane, the sweetness of our southern trees. In October 2018, the Sugar News had a phone conversation with Dr. Jeff Hoy a sugarcane researcher at the LSU Ag Center. Dr. Hoy defined new ground and cropland as opposed to old ground. Researchers are exploring why new ground seems to produce better than old ground. Could new ground be created? Dr. Hoy says the answer might be in microbial DNA. Here's Dr. Hoy. I made a presentation on the effects of sugarcane monoculture this summer for sugarcane growers from Iberia, St. Mary, and Vermilion parishes. So what are we talking about when we say sugarcane monoculture? Well, monoculture just means growing one thing. It means growing it over and over and over again. So in South Louisiana, South Central Louisiana, what do we grow? We grow sugarcane and we grow it over and over and over again. So we have some soils and fields where sugarcane has been grown for over 230 years. So this is what we call a monoculture, crop monoculture, in this case for sugarcane. So is this a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it turns out it's a bit of a bad thing. So if something starts to change in the ground, in the soil, and it becomes less productive and the crop doesn't grow as well, so let's consider briefly what we're talking about with soil. It's the top layer on the Earth's surface is the soil, and it's just a rock and mineral particles, and it's mixed up with a lot of, well, not a lot, but there's this organic matter component from decayed organisms. So it's got a structure, pores in it that's able to retain water. The plants can obtain nutrients, and it also then supports a, astonishingly uh, wide range of uh, biological organisms in the community there. And it's this last part that's the key here. So when you grow sugarcane over and over again, something changes in the soil. And actually farmers first can recognize this. So they, uh, they would plant sugarcane on what would they call new ground with no history or no recent history of sugarcane cultivation. And when you do that, you can see some increased growth and higher yield, sometimes dramatically so. So you can recognize the old ground, the monoculture effect, old ground effect, when you see this new ground effect. So that gives us an opportunity to you know, look at in comparison studies what's going on. What's the difference between old ground and new ground? Well, it looks like it's a lot of it. The main thing is it's tied into these differences in the community of microorganisms is associated with the plant roots. So soil can uh, support and has an astonishing number of uh, diversity and numbers of microorganisms. So if you had just a little partial handful in your palm of your hand, you would have perhaps over a, a billion bacteria in that little bit of soil. So this is usually those single cell organisms that are everywhere and involved in everything. So there's many different kinds of bacteria, very high numbers, all kinds of different organisms like uh, fungi, uh, larger animals and nematodes. 
So they all are in there together, and they're competing with each other. And together, through these long interactions, they establish a community. And they're associated in this with the plant then. So the plant grows in soil, and we plant the sugar cane. So it starts to put out roots, and they colonize the soil. So to bring in the water and the nutrients for plant growth. Well, they're associated very closely with the community of microorganisms, and the roots are leaky. They have little cracks, and as they're growing, so things come out of the roots. We call them exudates. So these are organic materials that are food sources for the micro microorganisms. And with a crop, you're growing, you know, a massive number of plants in the field, and it's all the same plant. So it turns out root exudates are very characteristic to plants. That means they're, they're variable between plants. So if you keep growing one plant, in this case sugarcane, over and over and over again, the root exudates are the main source of food in the soil, and they drive this formation of this community. So with the same thing over and over again, the community starts to shift and change towards those that are best able to exploit those those foods that are available in the sugarcane exudates. <clears throat> and unfortunately, this change over time is a little bit detrimental to growth. So it's not recognizable as a plant pathologist like I am as a pathogen of an obvious disease, but there's something a little bit detrimental to the growth of the plant in this system now. So now we're, we're trying to unravel this. And uh, we know cane you know, cultivation can do some things like reduce nutrient levels and organic matter that when the soil goes down. Uh, but you can't fertilize your way out of this. We've, you know, people have tried that. It's expensive and it doesn't work. Uh, we know from the comparison and looking into it that these uh, the microorganisms are involved. So in the, probably the last 10 years or so, we've gained a lot of uh, capabilities to, to study these organisms and the communities that they're forming together. So we call it, the term now is, uh, I mean, it used to be microbial ecology, you know, all the ecology of interaction of all these organisms with the roots in this case. It could be anywhere. Uh, like most people are aware now, they're focused on the microorganism community associated with the human gut and effects on human health. What's well, a pretty similar situation. So <clears throat> we've gained the ability to try to unravel these. And now in biology, everything is about DNA. So that's you know the structural molecule that contains all the genetic information, all of our genes that together make up what we are, who we are. So microorganisms have their own genes put together and called the genome. So it's all DNA. And now we've gained the ability, you can extract DNA. And in our case, what we've done is try to go in and look at the paired sites, we call it. So if somebody grower plants sugarcane on some new ground and old ground is nearby, nearby, so the same soil type, same sugarcane plant at the same time, difference being new ground versus old ground, we've been able to go in there and we'll try to take the soil from around the roots and you can extract DNA from the soil. So you're getting the DNA that's from all the organisms in the sample. And now this process is called uh, sequencing. They can sequence the DNA, the mm -hmm. building blocks that make up the code. So it's essentially a barcode you're, you're looking at. So there's huge amount of information now, but with the computers we have, it can handle this information. And so we can take these uh, 
sequences that are coming out of the soil, and there's certain genes that are common to all organisms, but they show some variability by the type of organism. So the sequences compared to those can tell you what you've got. So now we're able to look at the structure of the community and what organisms are there and what amounts, and get a lot. We have a lot more information about what the differences are between the community of organisms associated with the roots and oil, old ground versus new ground. <clears throat> and as it turns out, it looks like uh, the group of organisms that's more important in this change that's occurring is what this group called the fungi more than the bacteria. So something's shifting there over time. and So now we're, we're you know, getting a better handle on and a lot, know a lot more about what's going on. But uh, then, you know, you come back to them, well, so what? Now what? <laughs> when a good while ago, a long time ago, actually, a pretty savvy grower, talking to him about this, he said, you know, well, if you figure out a way to make old ground into new ground, <clears throat> you really have done something. <clears throat> well, that's a big challenge. Um, so soil is hard to get at, for one thing, when the roots are in the ground, and uh it's a very hyper-variable system, a lot of variability on a small spatial scale you know, in, in the soil. So in very, very complex communities that are, that are uh, hard to budge. So can we do something to change that community and make it more favorable for growth? Uh, we found that one thing that can help is uh, organic amendments. <clears throat> There's some available in the cane industry, like uh, they call it mill mud or filter press cake of the mill or of the bag ass. Um, there are things like chicken litter or uh, rice poles or cotton gin trash. or uh, So these sorts of materials, even the municipal products like sewage sludge, if you put an, a big organic amendment into the soil, a very large amount, it's got its own microbial community associated with it and a food straight, substrate there. So they then start going head-to-head -head with the local community, and they disrupt things, and there's more diversity and can improve growth. But uh, the problem is the amount of these amendments that are available are not enough to have much impact on a 450,000-acre industry. Crop rotation is another possibility. Uh, I think it's good that people are working soybeans into the fallow period now. Just get a different set of root exudates in that system, get a little more diversity back in that microbial community. People are kind of interested right now in uh, cover crops in the winter period. It's a possibility they could affect this this uh, system. Fertility, we know you can't fertilize your way out of it, but some of the uh, nutrients that are involved are some of the minor elements like uh, iron or sulfur. So there's a possibility that some kind of looking at some of these minor elements and the more balanced fertility profile or spectrum might might be helpful. So we've got a few ideas or leads. We know some of the organisms that are the potential good guys or bad guys, and so we can sort of monitor and track what's going on. So we know, again, we know a lot more than we used to, and uh, maybe a few leads to follow, but it's a very complicated system. Uh, whether we can significantly budget uh, with some, something we do uh, remains to be seen, but you know, time will tell. The Louisiana Sugarcane News Podcast is brought to you by the American Sugarcane League. I'm your host, Sam Irwin. Thank you for listening.